Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We only have special guests. We have Andrea. We have spoken to her before. She is the chairperson for the New York Fair Trade Coalition. She's very passionate when it comes to fashion, sustainable fashion. She's a professor. She's an author. Listen to her journey. And thank you so much, Andrea, for having us and learning with you. I also have my own consultancy firm, Abernet, which is a for-profit, and we work with small businesses, helping them incorporate more sustainable practices into their business activities. I often think of myself as a sustainable fashion mentor or matchmaker, always making connections between different businesses because I really believe that collaboration is how we're going to be able to move forward and, and make our world more sustainable. But I'm also an educator. In the past, I've taught at Baruch and Pace, FIT, LIM College, everything from international trade, global sourcing, to trend analysis, retailing, product development. My background in the industry was even as a pattern maker, so making items. I feel very lucky that I've been able to kind of trace the supply chain with my career and really kind of understand the fashion industry, how it works, and then all the problems that unfortunately it's created. I love when you say you're a sustainable fashion consultant. You seem like the sustainable fashion Greta Thunberg of the industry. You can, I love to hear a little bit about that. How do people find you and what are the issues that you're helping them with? I first started with my own small business. I was working with artisans in Uganda making crafts from recycled materials, upcycled materials. And I remember coming back and not really having a community that I could consult if I was making business decisions or really just a supportive network that was going to help me uh, feel confident and in, in moving forward. And I think that's so important as an entrepreneur to have that supportive system. And as much as my friends and family were supportive, they still didn't understand why I was giving up a 401k or, or safety and security to go forth and, and help people from around the world that I didn't really have any sort of connection to. As I kind of continued my journey trying to grow my business, I came across the New York City Fair Trade Coalition. And then that point, it was just a small uh, network of about 20 businesses. I loved learning from them and hearing about their issues that they were facing as and as a forever learner. At the same time, I was starting to teach on the college level. And I really fell in love with just helping other people because I really believe that 
any problem we have out in the world is just an unrealized business waiting to be discovered. Now, businesses come to me and sometimes it's as simple as giving them encouragement to keep going and to, to not give up. Sometimes it is me making a match between another business to see how they can collaborate together. What I really love to do is think tank sessions. I really believe that the best and most sustainable way to create a business is to ask your current audience, your customer base, and that might be your friends and family, what problems they have and how you can provide solutions. I also love helping businesses realize that maybe their business is going to create more waste than it is going to actually solve waste problems or add more sustainable practices. I actually teach a class about once or twice a year called Start Your Own Fair Trade Fashion Brand. And the idea of the class is it's a four-part series is to actually get you to not start your own fair trade fashion brand, to get you to really think about all the pieces that are going to go into it. And if your idea is really going to be uh, needed in the marketplace, or it's just kind of a, a replication of what somebody else is doing, or it's, like I said, going to create more waste in the world. Because I, I just want people to set themselves up for success and not go into a business thinking that they're going to help a group of people when there's always kind of unintended consequences. And it's very humbling to care for others and to to help others and when you add business practices in there, you need to just make sure you're doing it for the reasons and not honestly, sometimes for your own ego. Those are very wise words and we need more of you. And thinking of people, when I hear everybody wants to have their own business and you say, sometimes we create more waste. That should be, if we start a business plan, that should be one item. How much waste are we producing? Absolutely. And it's amazing how many tools have kind of been developed since I started my business and really being able to analyze the impact that you're having or the resources that are available to help you minimize that wasteful side. And that's what I love about the Fair Trade Coalition, where, say, uh, I just got a message actually from somebody who said, I have 100 hangers that I'm willing to donate and 50 brand new tablecloths. And I reached out to our members through our very active WhatsApp group saying, hey, everyone, is anybody in need of this? There's also a lot of swapping ideas and materials and resource kind of behind the scenes, business to business, which I think is also needed as we really just want to keep things out of the, the waste stream, out of the landfill. You just mentioned you have a WhatsApp group, so you need to become a member to be part of this or how does that work? Maybe, and hopefully some listeners will join you. Tell us more how we can get involved with your organization. We have a few different types of membership. We're always trying to meet people where they're at. Our annual membership, it's $125 for the year, and it plugs you into this community. You get access to our WhatsApp group. I will send out what we call updates and opportunities emails about every two weeks, letting people know how they can get more involved or opportunities for them to maybe participate in things as a collective. For example, this holiday season, we have a pop-up going on downtown in the East Village. There's about seven of them coming together. And normally it would be about $3,000 for this one week. But because we're able to divide it up, 
it's less than $1,000, closer to about $600 per brand. So it makes it obtainable and accessible for them to be able to sell their items. I love providing opportunities and activities like that because I said, as, as a small business owner, once upon a time myself working to get my products out there, and to not get into debt unsustainable or to not fall prey to some of these small business activities, which they're trying to make their money. This is really a supportive network where you feel you're getting resources that not just meet your needs, but we try to do it in the most transparent, authentic way. And and luckily we've had members who have been active for years now and have really been able to grow with us. And we're excited to to see what the next few years bring as, as we grow bigger and we're able to offer more opportunities for them. Tell us a little bit more about, so do you have various memberships and how else can uh, people be involved? We have this business membership, as I mentioned, but we realized that it wasn't just about small businesses, but it was also about advocates. We have individual membership, which is $60 a year, and people can just support fair trade. And they'll learn about these opportunities similar to the business, but maybe they're not people who want to start their own business. Maybe they're working in what we call the unsustainable fashion industry, mm -hmm. looking to make that transition. And those people are equally as important because not everyone can be a boss. Not everyone can start that company. And I love when we see our members working together, our different types of men providing those freelance services or those consulting services, and maybe someday those full-time services, full-time working opportunities, because I really see, and I've seen this for a while within my community, but I think not just in the United States, but globally, there are many people who are quitting their quote-unquote unsustainable jobs and moving towards more purpose-driven lifestyles and positions and in companies that have a greater purpose or shared values. So I love being able to grow this community. And really the, the lifeblood though of our organization are the students, the interns, the young. Having, being a professor at different colleges, I get a lot of young people who come to me and are ready to go work full-time and are quickly disenchanted by full-time work can bring or upset that maybe they... They're contributing more to the problems than they're creating solutions. And so even after they graduate, they still come and hang out and, and we help them build their resume, help them include more social, emotional development skills, learning how to manage up, learning how to freelance, be consultants themselves and, and working with a lot of our business members. And I just love that, that mentorship aspect because I remember being a 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old mm -hmm. New York, new, new New Yorker, ready to take over the fashion industry and not really having that guidance when it came to talking about my ethics and my values and, and wanting to lead a life that was more focused on that than it was on financial growth. And I think that's a conversation that is just really kind of taking off now that, that idea that it's not just about being compensated financially, but how else are you compensated within, within the work world? You mentioned that some of the students are surprised or maybe negatively surprised. What do you think, what is something that comes to your mind now 
that they where they have an aha moment and oh maybe that's not really for me. I think they feel so much pressure just after they graduate to get that full-time job, whether it's pressure from themselves or their family members and thinking that they were just going to be able to get it within days of graduating. And once they do get that job, I think they didn't really realize when you go into a company, how things are run may not be in the most efficient way or how things are run may not be in the most supportive way. And, and unfortunately how toxic work can be and how often you just have to kind of fall in line and accept maybe some less than productive behaviors. I, I remember some of my students coming to me and saying, I'm so bored. I finish all my work within the first few hours. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't tell you that a lot of working full-time is almost pretending to work. And, and some people feel fine with faking it and, and the social aspect and, and not really getting as much done as they could. Well, others like myself, I remember working full-time in the industry and I would be so bored and, and kind of feeling I was in prison, having to stay there, counting down the, the minutes till five or six o'clock. And I really try to not peg young people as, oh, Generation Z or millennials. I, I think uh, most people, it's just their age. They're 18, 19, 20. They have a lot of energy or they, they want to do things that are meaningful and impactful. But I really do think this younger generation, this up and coming generation doesn't have the patience to put up with jobs that feel are just a waste of their time. I really hope that either businesses can get it together and share their values and give opportunities for them to feel they're contributing meaningfully to the world. If not, I think those students are going to keep coming back to me and and giving their time for free just because I said they're, they're being compensated by me in different ways, social compensation or feeling they are doing something good for the world. I've seen it. Thank you so much, Andrea. This was really inspiring. I want to learn more. I want to learn how I can contribute. Even one single person can contribute. Thank you so much. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Don't miss out. Chime in for something that is of your interest. And Take It From The Iron Woman actually started out as a book. Take It From The Iron Woman, Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. Now is the time to read, grow, and learn. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.